we're back by popular demand and god's grace mostly that because <laughs> i did not want to record this episode but we are going to let's go i'm taking a step forward to this life there is nothing i'm owing do not play it safe that's boring can't outside with me while it's pouring spoho me up and you're coming with you coming with you spoho me up and you're coming at you with the deep voice <laughs> Welcome to Open Book with Bahumia. So, I for sure didn't want to record this episode. But, um, it's that fight of wanting to do something, but having opposing feelings, you know. And I realized that there is a huge difference between wanting something and feeling like doing something. This is the reason why we should rarely ever follow our feelings. I think our feelings are great just they can be good friends you know but ultimately your friends shouldn't make your decisions for you in fact they can't you know they can make suggestions um they can give you advice they can you know just help you along the way but they're they're not the ones who lead your life you know what i mean so hence we're doing this which is why we're here I am so excited, but I I kind of feel slightly nervous to record this episode because this is something that I have been struggling with for literally my whole life. And I think that it's something that everyone struggles with, right? So vulnerability, where do we begin? My God, what a topic, (laughs) really what a topic. This is one of those conversations where you're... It is so broad, like it's so, the spectrum is just so huge, I think, that you don't even really know where to begin with it. But I hope that I can give you um, as much help as possible with it, because that's really the point of this conversation, especially this one. I think that this is probably going to be one of the the realest open book with Bahumi conversations. I think it's an important conversation to have because you do have to deal with it. And it's just a matter of how we deal with it. Vulnerability has been there from the beginning of time, literally from the beginning of time, whether you believe in the Bible or not. In creation, when God created this beautiful, perfect Eden of his presence and we, you know, everything is great and no one's done anything wrong. And, you know, just Adam and Eve living it up, if those are their real names. And then you get this talking snake (laughs) who is going to just change their lives forever really based off of their own decision from that we understand that we were always vulnerable to something that could break our comfort our rhythm you know and so it's very important for us to embrace that know that vulnerability is something that it's a given you know in life and when you know that instead of trying to avoid it or hide from it Um, you're able to deal with it a lot better and deal with it as a superpower. And I think that's why I am where I am right now. (laughs) I, I really thought that I was going to get into this episode, like really crying. And cause I have, I have an idea. I have an idea of vulnerability and I think we all do. And it's not an incorrect idea where it means just being, you know, somber down, just preparing for this episode. 
I really was like, how am I going to be? Should I wear white? <laughs> the point is, I don't want it to be a gimmick. I, when I'm being vulnerable with you, I don't want you to have a one-sided idea of vulnerability. Even if that idea is an aspect of vulnerability, like the softness, like the tears, like the, you know, just the, the somberness, if you will, which I'm not saying will not come. I really, this is me being vulnerable with you and being my honest self with you. The idea, which is why a lot of people see it as weakness, the idea that people have a vulnerability, it's not always that. Sometimes it's being vulnerable enough to show your confidence in the midst of insecurity or in, in the midst of insecure people and not in a degrading, arrogant obnoxious way not in an insensitive way but just in a way where you can still be you and celebrate your season so i was wondering if i should finish off the series i, I, had, I had started which is the wisdom series and i'd said that we've got one more episode because we had knowledge we had understanding and we had to end off with wisdom or if i should start this thing that's just pressing in my heart which is the discussion on vulnerability there's a song there's a song that i know that says I think it's called Closing Time, old song, back in like the early 2000s, I think. I'm so old. And it says, closing time, every new beginning comes with some other beginnings. And <laughs> this is not, look, I, we know how to sing. We're just, not now. Cool. This, the, this song works so perfectly with what I'm doing right now because quite often in life really is about the end of one thing while simultaneously becoming the beginning of another and it's just never been done in a podcast episode or maybe it has but we're doing it with this one so we are ending off the wisdom series with the beginning of vulnerability so there's a great link between wisdom and vulnerability so it all works out <laughs> in order to be wise or the quest for wisdom requires vulnerability nevertheless wise people or people who desire wisdom will tell you and it's so true that you have to be <laughs> i almost said you have to be stupid you have to know that you don't know for you to exercise wisdom for you to to gain wisdom you have to come to terms with the fact that you don't know and going into the unknown not knowing requires vulnerability the dictionary definition of vulnerability i might paraphrase is being exposed to danger or some kind of harm the problem with danger and what makes it so dangerous is one more often than never you don't know if you're going to come out <laughs> alive at least you don't know in full and the quest for wisdom is essentially that it's not knowing what the answer is but seeking out to the best of your ability in the best way possible, that answer with knowledge, with understanding. But even so, the higher the level of wisdom needed for a particular thing, the less likely you are to know the end result of that application. Like you have an idea or you have a hope, but you rarely ever really know where that application is going to take you in its fullness. And that's where you need God. You know, smart people... <laughs> which is ironic because the smartest of people really don't consider themselves smart. They will tell you that in order for them to gain wisdom, they have to come to terms with the fact that they don't know. And so that's why they acquire information and knowledge. And that's why they, they are huge studiers, if that's even a word, like they study a lot. You will see 
the smartest of people or the greatest creators read books and we think that they, they that they're crazy or they're just being nerds or whatever it is but they understand that they don't know and then we think that wisdom or knowledge or understanding is just gained overnight and you know like oh you're just smart just by just by luck or whatever but even people who capture information faster still have to capture information. They still have information to capture. So they understand that they don't know. And because they don't know, they seek out that information and they, they try to get understanding on it and they ask questions and they go to seminars and they do all this stuff to gain all this knowledge. That, that principle is what God has called us to when he said the beginning of all wisdom is the fear of God. Because when you fear God, you realize that you actually don't know. And not only do you not know, you are not in control. You can have some control. But a smart person, in fact, any person will tell you that there is a limited amount of control that we have as humans. I can't even control the consequences to my actions, per se. I can control my actions, but I am not the decider or the deciding factor to what the consequence will be. The consequence is already predestined. So I can decide the action and I can know the consequence so I can choose not to act on that thing. But I don't get to decide what that consequence is, which is essentially a long way of saying the fear of the being of all beings, the one who created everything, is the beginning of all wisdom. Because from that point, you realize that you don't know. So you have to fear. And by fear, it's not being scared of this being because he created you. And thank God he created you out of love. It's revering the fact that he is. It's knowing that they're in control because you're a created being. But I think that's one thing that a lot of humans struggle to, like they don't want to come to terms with that. We, many, many people struggle with the idea that we are not in control and it's because we want control so much. It's just something that we're going to have to come to terms with because you are a created being. You never made yourself and you weren't just a blimp in creation or in life or whatever you are a created being so by virtue of you being created there has to be a creator in which you reference when you come to terms with that through difficulty through whatever and you finally humble yourself <laughs> to that to that level which is really what what the quest for wisdom is those who are wise are usually the most humble if you're not humble you're actually not wise. Because in order to gain wisdom, you have to realize that there is someone else, something else, somewhere else that can give you what you don't know, that you can't acquire yourself. And that brings you to a state of humility. We don't know everything. We don't even know how we got here. And so just that reality prompts you or pulls you to the notion of God. So the wisest thing to do would be for you to find out who that God is what that God is, if that's where you're at, you know, that should be your quest. And then when you realize that, you realize, okay, now I have to humble myself. When you do that, I promise you the level of control he has given you, the level of power you've been given will be far more realized. And not just that, but my God, the level of love <laughs> you, you have, not just in you and running through you but for you um you will realize that and embrace the whole idea embrace life with your god but that takes vulnerability because mm, dare i say my god it is dangerous to seek wisdom but more directly it is dangerous 
<laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this with my chest. It is dangerous to seek God. <sighs> Why? Because there is an adversary that doesn't want you to. And currently, you may see that adversary as life fighting you. I even want to say just your concepts fighting you. <laughs> There's two ways in which your concepts can fight you. I have recently been released from the one, and I'll explain that one now. So there's the one where your concepts fight you in the sense that logic, the, the practical things in life, um, realism, you know, fights you. The idea that we're not spirit, the lie, really, you can put it that way, that we're not spirit, that we're not spiritual beings. Just reason what you know, everything you've known, everything that you've been taught fights you. Now, we're not even going into even you reasoning with the fact that there are realms and spiritual factors. The fact that all you see is all you've known fights you. You start to feel like if you begin to embrace or even entertain the idea of that unknown, it is a danger to the current self, to who you currently are or who you've believed yourself to be. Because you will lose that person. You know what I mean? Well, you feel like you lose that person. And maybe there's an aspect of it that you must lose. And then there's, in that same breath, and, and, and at least for me, I don't know if idea is even the right word, but there is a part of God that we, even those who believe in God, are yet to discover. Vulnerability and humility and this, the, the, the quest for wisdom is such a consistent and daily thing that if you feel like you've arrived, even if you know God and you think you know God in his fullness, if you feel like you've arrived, you have immediately stopped fearing the Lord. Because I had to myself even change concepts I had about God, about Christianity um, that aren't really... <laughs> true or aren't really full so that too took vulnerability that too took an understanding of danger and that felt and still sometimes feels because it because it's a it's, it's a daily unpacking so dangerous because i'm like who am i then if 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 i've believed something for 15 years 20 years or whatever who am i then and who am I losing? What's at the end of that? That takes vulnerability. Now, does that mean that I must lose myself completely? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but does that mean that I must lose myself completely all at once? No. Wisdom and vulnerability is a daily thing. It's something that you have to embrace every day. But, and here's the beauty about wisdom and vulnerability is that it's not something that is as scary as it demonstrates itself to be. The end of it is the realization of your power in Christ. The end of it is the realization of you, <laughs> the truest you, the purest you. It's fun. <laughs> the ability 
the ability to be, to just freaking exist and exist with power and to use that power in such a beautiful, effective way. This is what brings me to vulnerability, even though we've already touched on it clearly. Um, I struggled with the idea of not being able to embrace it, even by myself. I was like, how is it that being me authentically, how I want to be right now, is even difficult when I'm alone? Why can't I face my feelings? Why can't I face uh, <laughs> my traumas? You know, forget even, we're going to talk about that, but forget even having to be vulnerable in front of people, you know, um, being myself in front of people, whatever that, whatever that even is, you know, whatever that even means. But why is it even hard to just deal with ourselves? Why are people afraid to be themselves, even to themselves? Why are people afraid to ask themselves questions? <laughs> um, I think of my friends, I don't know, when there's a moment where we're feeling away or whatever, instead of dealing with the thing, we'll go, mm, mm, I don't have time for this. I, I have to go to work or whatever. So is it maybe that we don't, we don't have time? Or is it maybe that we don't give it time? And because we don't want to, you know, how we say you give your time to what matters to you most. I think our feelings matter to us, but clearly not enough. We wish that we could deal with them, but no, we don't wish that we could deal with them. We wish we could get rid of them. <laughs> and more often than never, the best way to get rid of something is to actually deal with it. But we don't want to go through the process of dealing. And so maybe that's why we just don't want to be vulnerable. You know, vulnerability takes guts. I'd said at some point that um, there's the vulnerability that you don't play an active role in, that you're essentially placed in. Just by virtue of you being in life, you are vulnerable, right? So there's a vulnerability that you can't help. A baby who was born, they can't help it. You know what I mean? You come wailing and crying or whatever because you, you, you don't know. You don't know any better. That vulnerability, I get. But then there's a vulnerability where you play an active role in. The vulnerability where you choose and have to choose to engage in. Because, like I said, you are born into a vulnerable state in any case. You have no choice but to be vulnerable. But it's funny how when you realize that you are vulnerable, you would rather withdraw as opposed to face it and advance in that vulnerability. Because it's scary. It's dangerous. Vulnerability is danger. And it's quite ironic because we don't realize that we embrace vulnerability every single day without even knowing it. By virtue of me stepping out of my door, I'm vulnerable to, I don't want to mention, you know, lethal things, but I'm vulnerable to so much, you know, I get into my car, I'm vulnerable to so much danger. I'm, I'm vulnerable to somebody stepping on my sneakers. Know what I mean? Like, I'm vulnerable to somebody offending me. I'm vulnerable to someone saying something that triggers me without even knowing it. So I'm, I, I make actions that put me in the face of danger every single day. But the moment I'm conscious of it, People then have a, a propensity to just withdraw. Imagine if every time you stepped into your car, like an automated voice in your car would go, just so you know, <laughs> these are the risks of entering into your car. Do you engage? Do you accept? When we know the risks of entering into certain vulnerable spaces, we've withdrawn. Why are people so afraid of vulnerability? The answer is found in the definition. To be exposed to danger, or some kind of harm, either physically or emotionally. And the thought of that, the idea of that is very scary. None of us actually want to be exposed. I mean, come on. 
it's it's literally in the name you're exposed to to danger we think that danger at least at the surface level is something overtly scary being in a dark alley in the middle of the night being faced with literal physical death or riding on a roller coaster skydiving if that's what danger is then why are people so afraid of simply being themselves why are emotions hmm. <laughs> jesus 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 hmm. why is unpacking your emotions so scary if danger is something that is scary because it exposes you to harm why is expressing your emotions or rather being present a dangerous thing why is having questions expression being authentically so scary all the things that i've just said seemingly pertain to being in the midst of people but it's even scarier to know that many people myself included have struggled with even the idea of self expression or self dealing in isolation hey many of us don't even want to cry and we're alone so if you don't even want to deal with yourself when you're by yourself how can you deal with yourself in the midst of other people you'll find that the person who is more than willing to jump what like 2000 feet i don't know how many feet it is um over plane skydiving feels <laughs> less safe crying i'm not saying that this is though the whole reason but i think it's there's probably the idea that one at least when i'm skydiving i know what i'm getting myself into so i know the risk i know the danger I know the likelihood of me coming out of it alive. If I'm going to walk in a dark alley in the middle of the night, not saying that that's safe at all, but you know, I've done some kind of damage control. You know, I've got some pepper spray on me. I took self-defense classes, whatever it is, but I can anticipate the danger. So, I kind of know what I'm getting myself into. Whereas with feelings and emotions, you don't really know what you're getting yourself into. and you kind of know by experience that it it usually doesn't end the way that you want it to end shortly after say the meltdown and then the second dangerous element to it is the fact that you don't know how long it's going to last for which is why a lot of people would say i don't have time for this you know i i can't deal with this right now because you don't know <laughs> not just how long the crying is going to last for or the or the questioning is going to last for in the moment but how it's going to affect the rest of your day tears may not be streaming down my face throughout the day but it's definitely on my mind now i was having a great day until i thought about that thing and now and then it becomes a trigger for everything you know when it comes to emotional vulnerability when it comes to vulnerability with self asking yourself questions allowing yourself to be expressive could be a rabbit hole and that's just with yourself <laughs> now imagine being vulnerable in front of the whole world with people two people three people five people and it's the most critical world ever really i think the world becomes more and more critical by the day from social group to social group from race to race from person to person 
dealing with myself is tough enough. How can I then deal with society? How will society accept me, receive me? What if my questions are way too taboo? And so the, 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 the propensity for me to be vulnerable with other people who I have no control over decreases because then the danger is greater. You know, then I can't even, <laughs> um, you know, then I even wonder how I can deal in society. People are generally sincere in their motives, in their questions, um, in their approaches. It's very rare that people go out, unless you're a troll or whatever, and then there's also those people who, you know, just make it all the more dangerous for people to be vulnerable. But unless you're a troll, people rarely go out into the world to offend. So if I'm going out into the world just being, just existing, just living, the likelihood of me being clumsy and stepping on someone's sneakers and offending them is high. <laughs> what more with my questions? What more with the, with the tears? What more with expressing my fears? What more with just going out there and seizing the day, seizing the opportunity, going for that job, going for that interview, daring to go for that interview, daring to even go to a space that is predominantly populated by people who are not in my social group income bracket, you know, lifestyle, me going to an event and being myself. I think most of the things in our lives are based on conditioning, right? And conditioning doesn't just start when you are in the early stages of your life. You are constantly being conditioned, really. And you then also have to be, you know, take on that stance and recondition your mind. The conditioning we receive when we're youngest is probably the most important. And that's because that's where we become. The longer you have believed something to be, the harder it becomes. As in like that very thing, it hardens. So it solidifies. And because it's now solid, it's harder, it's tougher to remove. It's like a stain, right? So the conditioning that we receive when we're younger is probably our biggest telltale sign as to why we are the way we are. So I think in, in a nutshell, because we've been conditioned a certain way and we've been conditioned to run from the face of danger as opposed to face it, it's how we've responded to our feelings, our emotions. The only thing though is that, so we all know that whenever you face danger, something even as simple as jumping off an airplane <laughs> uh, with skydiving is that everyone will tell you that after the fact they, I mean, not only felt this adrenaline rush going through it, but they just came out of it just feeling so good about themselves, feeling fearless. It's like the feeling you get after a roller coaster ride. You know, there is, there is, a, there is a level you've unlocked of yourself, a fearlessness, if you will. The unfortunate but also the unfortunate thing is that at the end of, you facing that danger is your truest self. Because these things are hardwired, if I can put them that way. I could be wrong here. I'm not a therapist or a psychologist. But there is the 
reality that you don't really know when the pain will end. When you embrace it or start to deal with your issue, you don't. And I think that's what's, like I said, most scary for people. You don't know when the pain will end. You don't know what (laughs) other things you are just revealing in that box of trauma where you just keep going from layer to layer to layer and then you realize that this is the problem and it's something that you have either long forgotten or just even hate the fact that you were taken back there you know so it's it, it it can be it can be excruciating it's a lot you know the deeper you go into your skin and your body the the more sensitive you become to danger you know what i mean like just scab here that's fine whatever but now you're going into my tissue my veins my bones and 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 it becomes deeper and deeper and deeper and the healing process becomes longer so you really wonder when when is this going to end so it's part of the reason why people just don't want to be vulnerable <sighs> i remember <laughs> i can't believe i this is no let me not say i can't believe it this is this for me is is weird enough i i keep feeling um i keep fighting being vulnerable with you guys right now and not so much because it's it's not so much that i don't want to be vulnerable <laughs> I just it's just different to me it's very weird um and I also don't know exactly how deep we're gonna get so <sighs> it's a start right when I think back to my recent life I consistently started therapy beginning of this year and well yeah beginning of this year around May April April. I started therapy in April. And uh, I've been to a psychologist before uh, just a couple of times. And it wasn't, should I say, religiously. It was just like whenever I needed to talk to somebody. And so I'd maybe speak to them like three or four times a year. Now it's years back. And, you know, I'm still cool with, with them. <laughs> but I decided to see a psychologist, a, a, a therapist this year. And it's been April. April, May, June, July, August, September. It's been roughly six months. (laughs) And you'll be surprised how many things you find out about yourself and how the unpacking feels like it never ends. Not just my therapist and I, but just me, myself and God. And thank God he places people in our lives to help us unpack these things be it therapists, people we meet along the way, friends, they, this is why I love discussions and um, talking to people who are also committed to being and growing. You realize just how much they can reveal and grow you in. You know, so I, I, I just started therapy and one of the things that I learned early on, 
it's not something my therapist told me, but it's just something that I picked up. It's that the sooner you begin to embrace the vulnerability, the sooner that wound will heal because you will get to, you will, surgery, you will get to the core of it, right? And to someone who's been in therapy and has actually enjoyed it, enjoyed it, like this is, this is not, this isn't news, you know, but to somebody who hasn't, to somebody who doesn't deal with their emotions, doesn't face the demons, is afraid of themselves, this may be enlightening to you because you've been believing or thinking that the more you harbor, the more you cover, the more you ignore, the more likely will that thing go away. But nah, it's not going to go away. In fact, it's actually waiting to arise probably in the most (laughs) unprecedented and probably unwelcome way. So the sooner you face it, the sooner you'll heal, but also the sooner you will realize your power. Can I tell you, I think that's one of my, that's one of the most fascinating things to me about creation and God's mind. Uh, I'm sure he has a better answer to this, but I'd always ask myself if God knew that the world was going to turn out the way that it turned out, that the devil was going to tempt us or we were just going to mess up or whatever. Not just why would he make us? Because <laughs> I at least understand that he made us out of love, you know, and for his glory. But why would he not just keep the devil in existence, but even allow him into the Garden of Eden in the form of a serpent or whatever? Like how, how that, 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 whole, that whole thing, the whole weird story, why would that happen? And the answer that settled in my spirit was, and and I use a lot of practical things to explain or to understand life and how God works because we are made in his image. But even though I know that he's beyond that, also he too uses the simple things to confound the wise. And the simple answer is, if you know that your power is greater than someone or something, their presence is never going to intimidate you. So if, for example, someone is going to tell me, oh, Spanban is going to be guy guy and I know you guys don't like each other or I know they once did you dirty or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, if I'm over it or if I know that I am above that situation, their presence is not going to do anything to me. If I know, for example, that I am good enough or if I know that I, if I know my power, you know, if I know the power that I have, if I know the power that I work with, their presence is not going to do anything to me. In fact, I would like them to be there. <laughs> it's crazy. And so for me, not only did that show the power of God, obviously, he's more powerful than anything and anyone, but it also showed the power. Oh God. It showed the trust in his power working through us. It showed the trust in his power over us, above us. Um... And his power to overcome the devil, even if it didn't have to be needed. He was like, it's okay, I've already made a plan for you, but when? And I wish that we would face danger and vulnerability in that sense. Not to say that we are not aware of the danger. Not to say that we're not even afraid, you know. But to know that what what happens after that, after the fact. um, What happens through that. When I come out of that, I will come out the victor. You will look at your feelings and, and, and you'll be able to say to your feelings, you haven't won and you can't win. <laughs> sure, life has gotten to me and I have 
been conditioned in this way and that way and i've had this kind of trauma and you know i've gone through abc and i don't know when this is going to end but it is going to end that's how a lot of our freedom fighters stepped into the fight for freedom they 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 stepped into it not so much that they didn't fear you know when they face danger they're not ignorant of the danger i'm not ignorant of the fact that i i have these feelings and that's the problem with maybe how we've programmed vulnerability to be is that we probably think that we should mute it or ignore it pretend it's not there you know pretend that the danger is not there pretend that the sadness doesn't hurt that therapy doesn't suck sometimes that talking to someone doesn't suck that embracing who i am in front of people even if my opinions differ from the rest of the world isn't scary that rejection isn't scary the propensity to be rejected when i when i'm myself with someone um isn't scary it is I've, I, this is something i'm learning now by the way i've been i have been met with people who, who i probably had no reason to have fear around them but i did and now i realize that <laughs> had i just been myself i would have experienced something great and extraordinary or i would have been rejected or disliked and cried myself to sleep but come out of there feeling and knowing that i'm so authentic and those who see me will see me the freedom fighters we know went into the face of danger knowing that they could actually even come out of there dead their desire for life and true life life and in its truth you know living far outweighed the gravity of danger you know and i think that that's that's the space that we need to find ourselves in uh when we face vulnerability of any kind whether it's being vulnerable with ourselves or being vulnerable you know to the world is that when what do you really want to live like really live and i know the answer is yes of course the answer is yes but often it's just you know what overrides that is is the the anxiety itself you know hence we would like to to just forget about it ignore it or numb it you know and we'd rather numb it with work we numb it with substances and substances is not just you know your alcohol and drugs etc it's you you'll find anything to not deal with yourself to not deal with the vulnerability you know what i mean to just completely ignore it and there's vulnerabilities that you don't have to face like skydiving but for some people that's an actual thing you know where they have to face that so that they can overcome a certain fear what fear is holding you back from realizing your truest power what is holding you back from living life in its fullest why are you so afraid of killing off this old self because if if we're going to use even you know the freedom fighters there's a um there's a verse in the bible that says and i'm maybe i may be paraphrasing it but it says don't fear the one who can take your life but not your soul cuz there are certain things that are necessary not just this is not just stepping out carelessly into the unknown and um placing yourself in unnecessary danger and we can unpack that as time goes on maybe this has to be a series 
But there are spaces that are dangerous that you need to pass through so you can exercise your, your truest power. And, and, and your power really comes in, in you being who you are in God, like who God really made you to be, you know? And it's not this wimpy, stuck person. Christ went through the cross and even Christ knew. He knew the difficulty. He knew, you know, the heaviness. But Christ, you can handle the cross. Now they can't. Hence, I'm not now going to jump into the face of danger that was not even meant for me. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. That's not what I mean by jumping into the face of danger. But there are certain dangers that you really do have to jump into. And it sucks. It sucks, man. It sucks. It sucks that you have to be the one to break generational curses. It sucks that you have to be, you know, the one to break all those traumas that were sometimes even imposed on you. You know, you never, you never asked for them. I never asked to have the life that I have. I never asked to have to go to therapy. I've been through a hard life as many have, you know, some my choices, some not my choices, you know, but what you choose to do now reveals your power. And that's, that's, that's through facing the vulnerability, you know, and I know that many people probably think that vulnerability is a weakness. It's not. It's powerful to know that you have so much power that the mere temptation or appearance of weakness doesn't threaten you in the slightest. That even humbling yourself or bringing yourself to a lowly position does not take away from your power. In fact, it proves it. And that's what vulnerability does. You face danger knowing that you will come out of it. Dead or alive, nothing can kill your soul. You know, so face it. Okay. But it's time. It's time we deal. Okay. It's time we deal. All right. Open book with Bahumi. See you in the next chapter. Problems. Chill if why are my problems? Chill if why are my problems?